Imagine navigating through a vast ocean where all you see is a uniform expanse of water. Suddenly, on the horizon, an isolated island appears. In the same way, amidst the regular terrain of our lungs, a solitary pulmonary nodule stands alone, demanding our attention. Today, our patient has a solitary pulmonary nodule, and you are the doctor. Welcome to The Internet Work, a podcast written by medical residents meant to serve you better on the wards and on call. Today's episode is titled, I am an Island, Approach to the Solitary Pulmonary Nodule. Time for our minute physiology. The lungs are responsible for oxygenating our blood and eliminating carbon dioxide. Structurally, they are a branching network of tubes that culminate in tiny air sacs called alveoli, where the critical gas exchange occurs. These air-filled sacs are surrounded by a fine mesh of capillaries, ensuring efficient transfer of oxygen and carbon dioxide. When a solitary pulmonary nodule, a small, round, or oval-shaped growth, appears in this structure, it represents a disruption or anomaly in the normal lung tissue. A pulmonary nodule is a small growth in the lung visible on imaging. The most concerning etiology of these nodules are malignancy, which include primary lung cancers as well as metastatic cancer, for example from the breast, colon, or kidney. Non-malignant causes include granulomas due to old infections such as TB or fungal infections, or inflammatory diseases such as GPA, rheumatoid disease, or sarcoidosis. Other non-malignant causes include hamartomas, which are benign tumors of the lung, rounded atelectasis, bronchogenic cysts, and pulmonary AVMs. Alright, so now that we've talked about the basic physiology, let's talk about the approach. Your first step in any patient encounter will be to assess whether your patient is stable or not. What is their GCS? Are their ABCs stable? What are their vitals? As discussed previously, the differential diagnosis of a solitary pulmonary nodule includes infectious, inflammatory, or malignant etiologies. Once your patient is stable, you can move forward with your assessment. Let's start with a definition. A solitary pulmonary nodule is a lesion seen on chest x-ray with the following criteria, less than 3 centimeters in diameter and surrounded by normal lung parenchyma. On history, ask about symptoms. Many patients are asymptomatic, but depending on the cause, they may report dyspnea, cough, hemoptysis, wheezing, chest pain, weight loss, fever, or night sweats. Look into risk factors, personal or family history of lung cancer or other malignancies, history of TB, pulmonary infections, immunocompromise, rheumatologic conditions, and smoking. Also ask about exposures, delve into past travel history, and any potential occupational exposures. What about physical examination? On general exam, check vitals and any signs of weight loss. In the upper body, look for clubbing, cyanosis, Horner syndrome, or SVC syndrome. Check for lymphadenopathy. On respiratory exam, do a comprehensive examination of the respiratory system. In the abdomen specifically, you're looking for hepatosplenomegaly. Don't forget your skeletal exam, looking for any bony tenderness. Findings suggestive of malignancy can be remembered with the mnemonic ABCD. Age, over 50. Border, irregular borders with a spiculated appearance have an odds ratio of 2.2 to 2.5 of malignancy being present. Calcification, if there is stippling on the borders of the nodule, this increases the likelihood of cancer. If there is central or diffuse uniform calcification, this is less likely malignancy. And D, diameter. 
a nodule greater than 8 millimeters is more likely to be malignant. Timing is also a consideration. If malignant, there will typically be a detectable growth in the size of the nodule between 30 days and 2 years. It's less likely to be malignant if there's a significant change in less than 30 days or no change in 2 years. Okay, now on to our workup. Two main factors influence the workup and management of a solitary pulmonary nodule. The first factor is the size, and the second factor is the risk of malignancy. The risk of malignancy is categorized as low, meaning less than 5%, intermediate, 5 to 65%, or high, greater than 65%. This can be estimated clinically or with the Brock University Cancer Prediction Equation, which incorporates variables including age, sex, family history of lung cancer, presence of emphysema, nodule size, type of nodule, e.g. non-solid or ground glass, partially solid or solid, if the upper lung is involved, the number of nodules, and speculation. This gives an estimate of the probability of the patient developing cancer within the next two to four years. What about treatment? After determining risk, you can use the Fleischner Society 2017 guidelines for the management of incidentally detected pulmonary nodules in adults to determine best next steps. The link is included on our website. For low-risk nodules, the following suggestions apply. If a nodule is less than 6 mm, no routine follow-up is required. If a nodule is between 6 to 8 mm, a CT at 6 to 12 months is recommended, and you can consider another at 18 to 24 months. If the nodule is greater than 8 mm, consider CT at 3 months, PET-CT, or tissue sampling. It is worth noting that a biopsy may be technically challenging for nodules less than a centimeter, and the sensitivity of a PET scan may be lower for smaller-sized nodules. For high-risk nodules, the following suggestions apply. If a nodule is less than 6 mm, you can perform an optional CT at 12 months. If a nodule is between 6 to 8 mm, perform a CT at 6 to 12 months and at 18 to 24 months. If the nodule is greater than 8 mm, consider CT at 3 months, PET CT, or tissue sampling. In these situations, clinical judgment is key, as it may be reasonable to arrange a 3-month follow-up CT for a 9 mm nodule in a high-risk patient. However, a 2.9 cm upper lobe peripheral lesion with speculations in a patient with extensive smoking history may be more appropriate to arrange immediate biopsy. Although outside the scope of this podcast, the CHEST guidelines on evaluation of individuals with pulmonary nodules, when is it lung cancer, can be referenced to help address this situation. In these circumstances, expedited referral to a respirologist for assessment could be helpful. For solitary ground glass nodules, these may represent adenocarcinoma in situ or minimally invasive adenocarcinoma. These can grow more slowly, and therefore nodules greater than 6 mm are monitored first at 6 to 12 months, and then every 2 years for up to 5 years. It is important to remember that shared decision-making with patients is key in determining to monitor or biopsy a solitary pulmonary nodule. Let's finish with our medicine minute. Did you know pulmonary nodules were originally called coin lesions by Thornton et al. in 1944 on chest x-ray due to their resemblance of a coin being in a patient's chest? That's all for today. Thank you for listening to today's episode entitled I Am an Island, Approach to the Solitary Pulmonary Nodule. 
This episode was written by Dr. Brandon Liu, internal medicine resident, and reviewed by Dr. Lee Fiddler, respirologist, and Dr. Leah Karianopoulos, internist. This episode was recorded and produced by Leah Karianopoulos. The Internet Work series was created by Allison Lai and is executively managed by Zara Morali and Leah Karianopoulos. Theme song music by Lakshmi Santhamoan. If you liked this episode, please remember to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening, and we hope to see you again soon. Thank you.